everybody. It's that time again. It's Loving the Fight, a marriage podcast time. Definitely one of our favorite times of the week. We look forward to this day. It's all, awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's it's awesome for us because we're really excited. We get a chance to hang out with you guys, yep. but we also get a chance to talk about things that we love, yep. things that really we think matter in life, pursuit of God, like love and relationships and marriage. Yep. And family. And just, we love encouraging couples. Well, with that, you guys, I just want to let you know, my name is Don. And, and I'm Travis. Yeah, and we are the hosts of the Loving the Fight Marriage podcast. Yeah, and we're just two regular people. We are. Like just cruising normal, through regular, life, yep. having a good time, and trying to love Jesus and love each other. Right. And that's a good goal and, to have. Now, we did something recently, and we've got some really cool things that we want to get to in just a second. But before we jump into those, we did something kind of fun recently. We did, yeah. And this isn't a plug, but we watched a show called The Jesus Music. Right. And I just straight up loved it. It was great. I it thought was... it was awesome. Again, I'm not trying to promote it. It was just really, really good. It was very inspiring and made me realize, while well, that when it comes to Christian music, there are some people who who paved the way for Christian music to happen. They really did. Yeah. And I grew up my whole life listening to Christian music. And I guess I just didn't know half of that stuff. But like you said, Don, super inspiring. It was. And really to just hear that even the famous people that, you know, are Christians in Christian music that we think have it all together, they got really screwed right. up lives. Kind of like all of us. Yeah. You know, like you and I and everybody that's listening, we're all human. Travis, let me ask you, what do you think was your first CD Christian CD or record or whatever that you listen to and you really remember enjoying. Yeah, it's that's hard to nail it down, but I think probably one of my favorites would have been uh, Bob Dylan. He actually made a Christian album, a couple of them, and I liked them. It wasn't wow. it wasn't yeah. a CD or a compact disc. It was vinyl, uh, but he made this album, and I listened to it over and over again. But then uh, somebody like Keith Green too loved. Right. Him. He was incredible. I think back to my favorite or my first ones was Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith. Like I had both of them and I liked them equally the same. They were great musicians, but then it was just good music. All right. Again, that's the Jesus music. It's a documentary yeah, kind of movie, if you will. We watched it on Hulu, but I think it's on Netflix and on a couple of streaming services. I'm assuming it's out there in a lot yeah. of them, but so worth it. Check it out. We loved it. It was really, really good. Well, we are going to jump into an experience that we had recently. Those of you that listen on a regular basis, uh, you probably remember our story of we were just on vacation a couple weeks ago and something kind of interesting happened to you and I, Don. It did, yeah. It was <laughs> a, a little few bit... things, but there is a couple that definitely stuck out. Yeah, it was a little bit surprising. And you're right, a few things. We'll share one of the other stories later on at a different episode, but... Yeah, one of the things that happened was kind of interesting. We uh, got some seats, got into our seats on the airplane on the way home from vacation. Uh, ironically, we're getting home and we're still going to have like four or five more days left after we would, you know, get back to our city. Uh, but we got on the plane, got into our seats and the, the stewardess uh, was kind of walking through the aisle and she was handing out like treats and snacks and drinks and whatever. And each aisle she'd go, would you like some snacks? 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 She just kept saying that over and over again. And she would look at everybody in the rows ahead of us, making eye contact with them, smiling really big, being really, really friendly. And finally she got to our row and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I just got caught up in the moment. Right. Yep. I mean, she's <laughs> offering snacks to everybody. I'm next and in line. And they look like good snacks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my turn. She's going to hand them out to me. And then she kind of almost as if she's going to look at us, but 
doesn't make eye t- contact, just spins around, doesn't want 80, and walks away right. and blows <laughs> us off. Like, completely blows yeah, us off. Yeah, she did, yep. And we immediately, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I'm a nobody. I'm sitting in coach. Right, I'm we, not in first class. I'm not even in the preferred seats, right? Yeah, we were just like one row behind them. So we got to see all that they got to partake in and be a part of, but it didn't include our seats. At least us. not that time. No. We've been in first class before <laughs> uh, because we got bumped to first class, but not this time. No. And it was really funny, uh, you know, just experiencing that was one thing. But then at the exact same time, weirdest thing, our daughter who lives in Florida, we were leaving Florida. She was hopping on a plane, leaving Florida at the literally exact same time, Orlando yeah, with, Airport. With her husband and their daughter. Yeah. And our granddaughter. And they were flying back to Minneapolis, literally same exact time. And all of a sudden, right after the lady does the, you know, 180 and walks away and doesn't offer us anything, reminds us that we're sitting in coach, that we're not first <laughs> right. class, our daughter starts texting us pictures of her first class experience. Yeah. Like she had just gotten bumped into first yeah. class. Her husband, again, and her daughter, they all three got bumped in the first class and then they got this amazing food. I think this oh, really good breakfast so and drinks good and yeah. um, bigger seats. <laughs> it. It was amazing, like, but we didn't even get offered a snack. Super unfair. I mean, I'm drooling over the pictures onto my like tray in front of me, but there's no, there's no food on my no. tray. It's empty, and we're just hanging out. And we just thought it was super ironic, just this feeling or this idea of knowing that we're in coach, knowing that we're being ignored and not mistreated, but you know, kinda because we're not being treated like everybody else um, on the plane. The the people that are in first class, the people that were in front of us, yep. But then at the same time, she's getting the royal treatment. She's right. getting the feeling of like she's gold and she's amazing and, and somebody waiting on her hand and foot. And it was just a wild thing. And again, text, texted pictures constantly of, of her great experience. So why do we tell that story? And what does that have to do with life, God, relationships, marriage? Well, here's what it has to do with. Why not have? a first class marriage. I think that's what really popped in our minds at that moment. Like, oh my gosh, this is a an exact picture of two different types of marriage. One marriage where you're in coach and you're treating your spouse that way or they're treating you that way. Or a marriage that is completely different and you're in first class and you're making eye contact and you're being sweet and you're offering each other different kinds of things. So Don, fill us in. Like, what's it like to be in first class? Well, I can't really say that this is from experience because we've only flown it once, once. in our lifetime. And, and it was a, like a 45 minute because flight, we got right? Bumped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not because we don't want to, but we just rather would save the money so and spend it on our vacation. But anyways, there is some benefits of flying first class. And according to Travel and Leisure, they just list a few of those benefits. First class flyers enjoy several benefits before they even board the plane. They don't have to wait in the long economy check-in line. They get free checked bags. They have an easier time getting through security. And that first class ticket may mean getting into a completely different TSA line. Now from there, this is before they get in the plane. Now from there, they get to board the plane first. So they have time to you know, put their bags up and settle in without a line of passengers crowding around. And of course, when they board, they get extra leg room. They get a wider seat with a more exaggerated recline. So you can recline further in those. Um, they get a blanket and a pillow, beverage service that includes alcohol and and better food and more food. Like yeah. usually how unlimited. About, how about just food? Yeah. They get real food. They get something. Yeah. We get like a cracker. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
um, something that maybe got rejected well, at the factory and they give to people on a plane. Well, we didn't we didn't have to Google what you get in coach because that's how we fly. So <laughs> when you you know you go to coach, true. you get a seat and you're hoping you know you're not stuck in the middle. Hopefully, you can sit together. Um, but then you aren't guaranteed that you can even bring your bag aboard because if you, there's too many bags, I know you have to you know check it. Isn't that have crazy? A they yeah. take your bag sometimes right at the last second. Wow, right. you're in coach. Too bad we ran yeah. out of room. Kiss your bag bye. Right. You won't be seeing it for quite a while till you get to your final destination. But really, flying coach for you, you and I is a gift. It at is. least, especially it at is. that moment. Again, it reminded us of what it's like to be treated like a second class citizen or like, yeah, I say citizen, but you know what I mean? Like a, a second class traveler right. or, or a person who is in coach. And we don't want that in life, you know, when we treat other people at the gas station or a church or, you know, when we go to the, the mall, but we also don't want that in our marriage. Okay. So every plane is usually flying to a destination and the best planes, of course, they don't just go up and fly in circles and come back. They fly to destinations that are gorgeous, that are amazing. They're flying you to a vacation destination. So here's the question. Do you want your marriage to be headed to a beautiful destination filled with satisfying experiences? And I'm sure the answer is yes, of course. So what are some things that cause a spouse to feel like they're experiencing a first class marriage how can you create that environment yeah. in your own home where you feel like you're getting special treatment yeah. like extra leg room extra food like what yeah, the really like? wide seats yeah in comparison what does that look like in marriage like how do we make sure that we are giving each other a first class marriage yeah well i think first of all it's just that idea you know when you're receiving it you know that your spouse has decided to treat you that yeah, way that's good like they're on a mission they're like no my job is to be the steward of this marriage or stewardess and I'm going to do a great job with how I treat my spouse. But some things that would they would know, your spouse would know, this is a first-class marriage, a first-class experience. Things like kindness, just being kind and thoughtful. It's also love. You know when you feel loved or when somebody is sacrificing and they're loving you and loving you well. It's also things like affection, where they just grab your hand or they... They look you in the eye a little bit longer. And maybe when you're not looking, they suddenly turn and they give you a kiss. And you're like, wow, kind of takes your breath away. And a first class your, kiss, right? Yeah, your heart <laughs> skips right. a beat. Or maybe they brag on you in private when no one else is around. And then they brag on you in public. Yeah. Well, in front of your friends. That, like I know that means a lot, Travis, when you compliment me or say something positive about me in front of people, especially in front of my family members. I know it definitely means a lot to me. That's first class service to me. Yeah. And when it comes from our heart, when it comes from a place of experience, like, oh my gosh, my spouse is really this way. It's so genuine. A first class marriage experience is talking softly and kindly to your spouse and, and just having that gentle kind of way of communicating that says, I'm not going to be harsh with you. I'm going to love you and be kind with my language. It's also being just downright friendly. Right. Yeah. You know, flirting, of course, and flirtatious, but like friendly, like I just want to be your pal, your friend, your buddy, like, and, and being friendly and laughing together. It's honoring them. Something about honor. Like we, we felt dishonored when the, <laughs> the, the stewardess lady, she was just doing her job. Yeah, of course she was. We know. And she was kind, very kind to us. Yeah. Later you could just on. just see the, yeah. the, definitely the different treatment that uh, there was a wall. Us were getting, there was a yeah. wall. And it was like, boom, all that 
honoring was gone, but uh, in marriage, a first class marriage, it's like, I'm going to honor you. Even when you're dishonoring me, I'm going to honor you. It's also cherishing them and making sure they know that they're priceless, valuable, or being attentive to their needs. Like, yep. What does your spouse need? Oh, you you need a, a pillow, you know, so that right. your neck doesn't get sore. You, you're cold. You need a, a blanket. You, uh, maybe you're hungry or I'm going to turn the heat up. But really thinking about their world or, or, you know, maybe your spouse is stressed out from their job and they need to talk or they need a back rub, whatever that might be. I think we all know what first class service means. We've seen it. We can understand it. Like, how are we actually doing that with our spouse. I found a quote and I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm not even sure who it says, who said it It was anonymous. It said, stop settling for standby when your heart deserves to be treated first class. And I think inside of us as a a wife, as a husband, we all want to be treated like first class. And that's true love. True love isn't like, okay, I want to be treated first class. So I'll treat my spouse that way once they treat me that way. That's conditional love. Like true love, unconditional love says, no, I want to be treated first class. I want a first class marriage. So that's how I'm going to treat my spouse, regardless of how they treat me. You know, the Bible actually talks about how we can treat each other with this first class mentality or first class. In Philippians 2 verses 3 through 5, it says this, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Now that's first class service. And don't be selfish. Don't impress. Be humble. Look, don't look out for your own needs. Like that's yeah. definitely what first class looks you like. You can tell it's first class because look what he says. Thinking of others. I mean, that's what the person on the plane that's serving everybody else, that's what they do. And they're serving the people in first class. Their mind is just constantly in, how can I make this experience better for them? How can I roll out the red carpet? And of course, we got to take care of ourselves and look for our own interests to stay alive. But he's saying, no, look out for the interest of your spouse, of others. So I know we talked about what it looks like to have a first class marriage, but how about the Opposite. Like, what does it feel like or look like to have a second class or a coach coach. (laughs) Coach where we typically fly? What does that look like, though, in marriage? I think a coach marriage looks like this. There's harsh and rude communication, like sarcasm and just just a meanness or a tone that's just not good. Yeah. Or the couples going back and forth and constantly biting and bickering. A marriage that feels like second class is a marriage that includes lying where, man, there's just no honesty and you're just trying to lie. You're being deceitful. Like that's definitely a second class marriage or anger. If it's full of anger when, man, you're walking on pins and needles and someone feels like they're going to always explode. You're walking on eggshells and there's just this anger that comes out where you're not sure when it's going to happen. Like, that's second class. And you've experienced that. I mean, yeah. you had experiences like that where you've been around that. Yes. And it's been difficult. Like, it's really hard on the kids. It's hard on the whole entire family when there's anger. Everybody gets thrown into yes. coach oh my in gosh. second class. Um, another you know thing that demonstrates what a second class or coach marriage will look like is selfishness. When a person just only considers their own needs, they're just selfish. Everything is about me, me, me. No, that's not what marriage is. Marriage is not just about me, me, me. Yeah, it includes me, but it's just not, it's not just about me. And I think of the wife that just spends all the money, just like gets the money, spends all the money, or, you know, doesn't think of the family, doesn't think of the husband. Or I think of the husband, it's just like, he's just into his 
sports or into his, you know, outdoor fishing, hunting, whatever that might be his hobby. And he just blows the wife off. Right. Like she's always second class to his hobby or to his hunting and fishing. I mean, that's a terrible marriage. Or the spouse that won't help clean. Like one person's responsible or cooking. Like that's selfish if, another, if, if the other partner or the other spouse is not willing to help out with cleaning and cooking it, and taking care of the It's house. also a nightmare because then there's a, a level of, of one person is literally kind of an indentured servant to yeah. the other person. I know a final thought when it comes to marriages that are second class or coach is just oppositional or combative, someone who always is just against their spouse. They're never on the same page. If they suggest something's blue, the other person suggests it's, you know, a yellow, like where they're oh completely opposite. And there's always just that friction, that combativeness. You know what that feels like. It just, it's no fun. Like that is second class. That is not um, first class marriage. Yeah. I was with a friend recently, just a couple days ago and him and his wife went through some tough stuff and he just, they kept fist pumping each other and they would just say teammates, teammates, teammates. And I love that. I was so inspired by him and and what he said. And and you and I, I look at you often. I say, Hey, I'm on your team. I'm on your team. But this oppositional or combative is like, no, I'm your opponent. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make sure you lose. I mean, that's a horrible marriage. That is a coach marriage. I think it's great to compare the differences between first class and coach because there's a lot of big differences when it comes to that when you're on an airplane. But honestly, when it, in your marriage, there are some big differences. So what does your marriage look like? What are you guys doing? Are you offering first class service to your spouse or are you giving them coach a second class and not treating them like you know that you would want to be treated in that first class yeah. position? Throw the peanuts away, throw the pretzels, you know, the, yeah. the trashy little snacks that aren't very big <laughs> and leave you really hungry and frustrated. Man, totally give them the seven course meal that they would get in right. first class, right? Yep. Like in terms of life and marriage. I know this is just a really pretty simple concept, but just something that made us think about marriage a little bit because there is a huge disparity between first class and coach. And I think that's what we need to remember, man. Treat your spouse like they are in first class all the time. Again, the experience of being a coach is a gift. It's nice to know what it feels like to not be treated well. So you know what it's like, how you need to treat your spouse really well, first class. You know what? I do have one question, something I've never had answered before, Travis. Are we allowed to walk through first class to use the bathroom? I, like, I, I don't no even idea. know. And I feel like everyone around us, around us, you know, if, especially if you're at like row 15 or 16, 17, you, they walk through first class, but I feel like I'm not allowed to go past that, that line or that curtain. I don't think I mean, are. when the curtain's shut, like that means don't enter, right? Like, but I don't know. They've never posted the rules on that bathroom. So man, if someone can help us with that, that'd be great. Cause I know. never want to break the rules. Let us know. Or, you know, or at least <laughs> I'll send you. How does yes. that sound, Don? And you can break the ice and, and tell us. But yeah, we that'd be great. Yeah. We have no clue. Well, so with that, we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.